You're listening to Do What You Want Radio, a podcast series for creative entrepreneurs, freelancers, and those ready to learn how to do what they want. I'm your host, Jordan Heffler. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Do What You Want Radio. I'm sitting here with Sarah West of South Coast Organizers, and I always feel so weird when I'm introducing people because I'm like live <laughs> on the air, but... Good morning. Yes, good morning. How's so, it going? Good. I'm so excited that you're here Me because too. you do something so unique for your business and I just want everyone to hear more about it. Yeah, so I am a professional home and office organizer, which a lot of people don't even know that that's a thing, but it is. Um, so basically what I do is I help my clients get their homes or offices or sometimes garages um, kind of in a more organized way. So I help them go through all their things, um, figure out what things need to stay, what things they want to get rid of. Um, Usually that's a struggle, but uh, because, you know, a lot of times disorganized people, they also hold on to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, So what my job is to kind of encourage them to reduce their amount of stuff so that we can actually store the things that they love and need in a more organized fashion. And I kind of create a system um, for them so that they know where to put things back so that they can keep themselves organized even after I leave. So that was really intimidating when you walked into my house this morning (laughs) because it's not clean right now. The rugs are pulled up because little Ringo is having some potty troubles. Um, It's crazy in here. So are you, like, I don't want to, like, blanket say OCD as, like, a term, but do you have OCD or? I do not. I do not. Um, I understand that daily life is busy and your house is not always going to be perfect. I promise my house is not perfect right now. I was just telling you I have dishes in the sink because I was baking cookies and cooked last late last night um, when I got home. So I anytime I go into anyone's house, they're always like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You do not have to apologize at all. Like I'm not judging at all because my house does not look perfect all the time. So, so there's a difference between being like obsessively clean and like an organized person. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely a difference. Um, for me, organizing or being an organized person is just whenever you do tidy up, you know where to put everything. Mm-hmm. A disorganized person, whenever they're trying to tidy up, there's nowhere to put things. They're just shoving things everywhere. And so for me, that's kind of the difference is if you have a place for everything versus you're just throwing things everywhere. You yeah. know what I mean? So if you kind of, when you're cleaning up, if you it's pretty easy, like, oh, this needs to go back in this drawer. This needs to go back in this cabinet. I need to hang this up in my closet. That's pretty organized. So I'm, you know, it's organized chaos. Yes, of say. course, organized chaos. But um, yeah, anytime I go into people's houses, they're always thinking, thinking that I'm judging them immediately, and they feel the need to apologize. And I'm, I'm like, literally, I get excited when I see your mess. Like, oh. It makes me excited because I'm like, oh, we can do this, we can do this, you know. Well, that's what I was afraid you were gonna come in and be like a clean freak, and I'm just oh, like, no. No, 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 things no. are everywhere. But so I guess that's interesting to know that there's a difference between being like a clean freak and being like an organizer. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So. When did you decide that organizing people's messes made you excited? So it was actually a few years ago. Well, actually, looking back, because I've had so many people ask me this question, and looking back into my childhood, I realized that I used to do this as a kid, which is weird, because I was never a really, like, super clean, Mm -hmm. you know, kid, or my room wasn't always, like, perfect or anything like that. But looking back at my childhood, there was a few times, like, over the summer, my mom was a teacher, And so we always had, like, jobs that we had to do every day before we could, like, play or whatever. We had to, like, read for an hour, you know, those types of things. So we always had, like, you know, chores. So one of my things was I had to help purge the closets. 
And I didn't realize that other people didn't do those things. So I like remember we had this specific closet that had like arts and crafts stuff and our holiday decorations. And I specifically remember taking everything out, like putting everything in little boxes that matched and like asking my mom, like and my mom going through it and saying, oh, we don't need this anymore or whatever. And then like putting it all back like super neat and like being like so satisfied with that, which is really weird apparently <laughs> I didn't know that was like a thing it might be a teacher mom thing because we had kind of the same so. stuff going on my mom's yeah. a teacher and we're not like super organized but she would always have like separate little clear bins for her shoes and then mm-hmm. she'd label them like pink high heels or whatever right. and like I was always like I guess this is normal like we're cleaning the baseboards right. with vinegar yeah, on a Saturday of it. yeah <laughs> like, being like a teacher thing but yeah for sure teachers are most of the time very organized people and then like in the summer whenever school was coming up we would go to her I'd go help her in her classroom yes same and I would do this that same was so fun thing. to do organize because she was a kindergarten teacher so okay. it was like you know craft supplies and cotton balls and I remember she had this little drawer thing and I put you know sorted all this stuff and made little labels for everything and I just never thought that that was weird until recently um, but then a few years ago I was having a girls weekend with some friends in Houston and I don't want to say we trashed the house, but, like, the house was kind of a mess whenever we were getting ready to leave. And uh, my friend was, like, super stressed because they were having someone come appraise the house that week. So I was off for the summer because I used to be a teacher. So I was like, well, I can stay an extra day and I can help you clean. Well, then we, like, got into it and we started, like, purging things. And I helped her go through so much stuff. And when her husband got home, he was like, how did y'all do this in a day? Like, I don't understand. And I just remember feeling, like, such satisfaction. And you're like, like this is how I can done. make money. Because <laughs> the thing is, is that I was like, I've been wanting to do this at this friend's house. But, you know, like, boundaries. You yeah. don't want to, like, overstep or anything like that. So I just remember feeling super satisfied and talking to my mom about it. Sorry, this is kind of a long story. No, but this then, is what podcasts are for. Okay. I want to hear it. Okay, great. So then I remember talking to my mom about it, and she was like, Sarah, you know you have a cousin that is a professional organizer, right? And I'm like, what do you mean? And so she was telling me about my cousin Jenny, who has an um, organization business in Lafayette called Complete Organization. And um, so she was like, why don't you call her and see like how she got started? So I met up with her. She was super sweet. Like She's like one of my, second, I think, second cousins, which we see occasionally, but you know. So I like met with her and she kind of told me how she got started and I kind of like started researching it and being like, oh, this kind of is a thing. Maybe this is something I could do. But um, so I was like, well, let me start trying to do this like on the side because I was teaching full time. Mm-hmm. Um, that was two years ago. And I finally like sat down and really was like, OK, I, I want to do this. Like I'm going to do this. So, yeah. So last October, I was like, OK, I am making my website. I am doing this. I'm going to get this started on the side um and then I figured out teachers have no extra time yeah and I was working double the amount of hours as anyone else and get paid like half as much right I was working so much at school that I was like I I really just didn't have time the time that I wanted to dedicate it and really throw myself in so I decided to quit my teaching job in December and just kind of dive in head first so and what Sorry, is, that was a really long story. No, that's the kind of stuff I want to hear. But yeah. I want to hear more about what does diving in headfirst look like? For me, because I had a very secure job, um, for me it was quitting something that I had known for so long and, a, you know, a stable income, health insurance, benefits, you know, all those things to just, like, throw yourself in and just be like, 
this is going to work because it has to work. Literally, it has to. <laughs> if not, I'm on the streets. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it was more like a, I'm going to make myself do this mm-hmm. because I know this is something I want. I've wanted it for years. I'm just going for it. But I also have like a really good support system. My husband's super supportive. He's absolutely adorable. One night I was like, you know, thinking about wanting to quit my job and all these things. And he was like, let's go, let's go work on your resume at Radio Bar. We'll go have a drink and we'll work on your resume and we'll, we'll, you know, you'll start doing that, um, looking for jobs. And so we sat down and he's like, oh, actually, before we get started, I want to show you something. And he basically like made a presentation as to why I should quit my job. (laughs) It was really adorable, super supportive. Um, And that was, I was like, you know what? We're not working on my resume. We're working on my resignation letter. And so that's what we ended up doing. So, and that was in December of 2018. Yeah. Like, so recently five months ago. Okay. Yeah. Super recent. So, yeah. So did you already have clients that you were doing things on the side with, or did you just like kind of go gung ho? Like, hello, I do this. Hire me. I had one client. Um, she's a friend of mine that I know through, uh, the Baton Rouge baby cakes and, um, yes, the dance team, uh, for Mardi Gras. But um, she, I actually went to her for a job. And then when I told her my business idea, she was like, oh, no, wait, no, I'm not going to hire you for this. I, I want you to come organize my house. So <laughs> she's been one of my best clients, like repeat clients. I've helped her with several different areas of her house. Um, so she was only my pretty much my only client at the time. Um, so I really was diving in head first with <laughs> nobody on the horizon. But um, I have a lot of great friends, a great network of people, and they were like, you know what, I actually could use you. And so a lot of my friends ended up hiring me and posting about me and recommending me to other people. So it's been going pretty good. So tell me from like start to finish what it looks like if like if I were to hire you to like clean my house. Yes. Would it be like room by room? Do I tell you I want you to work in my closet? Is it well, the whole house? Well, some people are like, I don't even know where to start. So that's where I come in and I'm like, okay, I'm going to create a priority list for us. So right now I have one of my clients. She, We're doing the entire house. And she's so overwhelmed. She's like, I don't even know where to start. So basically what I do is I come in and do a consultation. So I'll come around either for like 30 minutes or an hour, depending on how much we talk, um, and just come around and you'll just show me your problem areas. So again, if it's the whole house, um, then I, what I'll do is I'll create like a plan, kind of like a scope and sequence of like how mm-hmm. we're going to do it. So like right now for my client that we're doing the entire house, I was like, what is like your biggest stress? Like, when you wake up in the morning, what is the thing that stresses you out the most? Well, going in the master bedroom, there were still boxes in there from when they moved. I was like, so this is obviously going to be where we're starting because you cannot wake up and look at boxes every day. I'm like, how do you even sleep? She's like, I have to just tune it out, you know? So I kind of just create, like, by talking with them and figuring out what are their biggest stresses, those are the areas that I usually like to tackle first because it kind of gets them super invested in the process and like it kind of gets you excited to like continue to do more you have to be like on a roll with it I find yeah I can't just like do one thing and then like put it aside for a week it's like I'm all or nothing like cancel my plans I'm purging everything right you gotta get going with it oh yeah I saw this quote the other day from I follow a bunch of other professional organizers online and um she was like if you tidy a little bit at a a time you're going to be tidying forever and so To really, if you want to become an organized person, you do have to do the hard work all, like you said, all at once. While you're in the mental capacity for it. While you're in the mental capacity for it, exactly. And create a system to where when it does get messy again, you know what to do. And you're not, you don't get to that overwhelmed part Mm -hmm. again. So, um, so yeah. So basically what I do is I come in, I, you show me if it's the entire house or some people it's like my garage is an issue. 
you know, so we'll look at the garage, we'll talk about, you know, what do they want out of the space? How can I help them? And then we basically come up with like a plan. And so sometimes we don't really need to purchase anything. Sometimes there, people don't have anything. It's just like a bunch of stuff on the floor. So I'm like, okay, we're going to need some shelves. We're going to need this, right? that type of thing. And so we kind of like come up with a plan. Um, and then what I do is we'll, you know, we book, I book, usually I try to estimate the time. I'm still kind of learning about, mm-hmm. you know, timing and stuff like that. But um, we'll estimate how long it's going to take and book that time. And usually that first session that we do is purging. We literally, I literally make you look at every single thing in that room or in that space or in that drawer or in that cabinet. And it's like, yes, we need this. No, we don't. And um, as we do that, we sort things. So basically just putting things into categories like groups. Um, and then we figure out, okay, where are we going to put all these things? And so I'm like, okay, well, we don't have shelves. So what we'll do is we'll get some shelves. We'll get some baskets. This is going to be where all of your tools go. This is going to be where all of the gardening supplies go or, you know, so forth. Mm-hmm. so on and so forth um, and then I actually go and do it for them and so you when you come up with this plan do you just like budget be like these shelves will cost this much and you just go buy them and do it like an interior designer would you just yeah. pick it out and do if, it if, if that's what the client wants I do have some clients that are like oh I want to go online and look for it or I want to do this and that's fine if they want to purchase the stuff themselves and some clients even are like <clears throat> okay I'll get the bins and the baskets and do it myself which is always funny because usually they call me a week later and they're like, oh, I didn't have time to do it. Can you just come and do it? I'm like, if you would have just let me do it in the first place. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so sometimes some people take it takes a little more convincing to let them just let me just do it from start to finish. Mm-hmm. They want to try to take on some things themselves, which is fine. But, you know, my thing is I'm like a service. Like, I want to take it off of you. Like, you're, this has been stressing you out long enough. I, I want to take, paid. like, this is what I live for. Like, I want to take this off of <laughs> your plate. You're so pumped up yes. about the shelves. I really do. Like, people get so embarrassed or they there's so much shame around, you know, um, a messy space. But I'm like, literally, this makes me so excited. Like, I'm trying, <laughs> like, when I go see people's stuff, I'm, like, trying not to smile the entire time because I'm just like, I can't wait to just, like, get through all your stuff. You know what I mean? But, um, so, yeah, that's pretty much the process. Um, but I do... For the clients that want me to do start to finish, like, I shop for them. Like, you don't even have to go to the store. Like, I will go buy you the things. I will figure it out. I will decide what you... And you're, like, building it yourself and moving it yeah. in and just going yeah, to town. Yeah, I had a traumatic experience building a shelf um, not that long ago. I don't... Do you want me to tell you <laughs> Yeah, I think you told me the other day, but if you want to talk about it on the podcast, sure. So, yeah, I had this client we were working on. We were organizing all of his closets, and we decided that one of the closets, he wanted to... It was just full of random like file boxes and stuff so we just he decided he wanted that to be like um holiday decorations so I was like oh well let's get some little shelves and you know that way you'll in some little like um excuse me tubwares that's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking you know tubs and things so that and we'll you know get it labeled so you can have all your you know your Christmas decorations your fourth of July your Halloween and have it all like nice and neat so I go to the store of course I measure everything you know I go to the store I'm like shopping I find this cute little shelf from Target. I'm like, oh, this is going to fit perfect. Whatever. So we get back to the house and he had an appointment. So the other thing is clients leave me at their house. Like you go on with your daily life. Once you've purged with me, you can leave me be and I'll just do the rest. Um, so he was like, oh, I have an appointment. I'll be back. So I build the whole shelf. It takes me like an hour to build this shelf. I can't get it in the closet. I, I'm trying to get in, like, literally I felt like Ross from Friends, like, screaming pivot. to myself, pivot, pivot, <laughs> like, could not get it in. I'm literally, like, 
using my legs, trying to pick it up and like put it in bottom first, like trying to twist it. Like I was just sweating. I started panning it. I'm like, I cannot get it in. So I didn't want to call my client during the appointment. So I was like, okay, I'm just, and he's a friend of mine. So, you know, it was not too, too bad. So I was like, well, I'm just going to like leave. I'm going to go eat something I hadn't eaten. I was like, go eat, come back and take a step away. (laughs) Yeah. And then like, I'll like try to figure it out. So I just text him. I'm like, Hey, no worries. Just text me when you get a chance. So I leave to go home and he texts me immediately. He's like, Oh, I'm coming back home. I'm like, uh, um, I left. I'm so sorry. I had to go eat something. Um, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. And so I ended up having another client meeting. So I didn't get back to him till like nine o'clock that night. I felt so bad. We ended up having to take the entire shop apart and putting it back together, like in a very strange way, not according to the directions at all. But I was able to, once I took some of it apart, I was able to pick it up high enough to like twist it in and put it into the thing. And it ended up working out fine. But just in that moment, I had panic. a panic. And thank God it was a friend and he was super cool about it and super nice about it. But I'm like, this was like a stranger. They would probably think I was a crazy person. But but those are the kinds of things that I feel like have to happen yes. in order for you to like move forward. Yes. Like that whole like cheesy, like you can't have a rainbow without rain, that kind right. of thing. But like really, like I think that's what people like to hear is that like yeah, it everyone's still figuring it out. It does not always work out. Because yeah, I mean I can measure things like and you know write try to figure it out on my own, but like literally I'll be in Target with like baskets all over the floor, like with my measuring tape saying if they're gonna like fit on this shelf that I'm yeah, thinking yeah. of. You know, and sometimes I'll bring it there and it still doesn't work. You know, so it just it's kind of trial and error sometimes mm-hmm. with that kind of stuff. So So where I guess speaking of Target, where yeah. do you get a lot of your shelving units? Are there any stores you like the most? Do you do stuff online? Do you um, ever go to IKEA if you have the chance? I yeah, no, I mean IKEA's kinda of far. Yeah. I mean I so I had never been to a container store. If you follow any other professional organizers, which most people, again, don't even know this is a thing, (laughs) but there is a huge online community on Instagram and all these places that have these really famous, like, professional celebrity organizers, you know, you know, like that. And so um, I went to my first container store when I was in North Carolina visiting a friend, and I'm like, oh, my God, we need this so bad. So I was like, can I speak to our manager? (laughs) And so I went and talked to the manager, and I was like, is this a franchise? Like, could I franchise this? Um, thinking to try to open one here. And they said no. It was a privately owned company. So one of my ideas for one of my blog posts is to do a petition and have people sign to try to get a container store. To Apparently, we had one a long time ago, but it didn't do well. So I'm trying to get it to This is a new back. wave. I yeah. think, speaking I think, of Marie Kondo, like, this, like, generation is yeah. interested in all the minimalism and, like, doing right. that. and. I mean, I've not been to, like, a legit container store, but just going to Ikea is, like, right. the most fun thing ever. I don't even have room for all the crap in there, but, like, I had a great time. It was a four-hour trip to oh, Ikea. Oh, yeah. You and- cannot. The first time I ever went to an Ikea, I was hungover, and that was the worst <laughs> decision of my life. I literally found, like, one of the display beds and was, like, told my friends. I was, like, come get me when y'all are done. Like, I can't do this right now. It's so over, like, stimulating. Yes, but, for sure, for sure. But but um, I think people would be into stuff like that. And the, I think you so, You know, there's too. stores like HomeGoods and Target and right. all those places do really well for other reasons. So Yeah, so I went to HomeGoods with a client. So sometimes I'll have clients that, like, want to come with me because they want to pick specific things out. So that's fine, too. It's basically whatever the client wants I'm, I'm down for it mm-hmm. so we went to home goods together and we're picking out things and I'm like 
oh, this is a good place. I should start coming shop here for some stuff. But those places, it's so hit or miss. Yeah, you have to have time so to kind like, of dig. And, I need nine yeah. of the same basket, and I can only find five. Right. Like, that's it. Like, you're done. Right. So, for me, if I need something immediately, Target is my go-to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've ordered things on Container Store, um, Amazon, you know, all those kind of places that you can just get everything. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, Speaking of Marie Kondo, because I brought it up a second ago, how yeah. has something like that in the Netflix show and the book helped or hurt your business? Like, I think it's helped because I think it's just brought people to the, I guess, to the idea that this is even a thing that people can help you with. Um, and I don't know. I think I think people strive for simplicity, and they really want it, but some people just don't know how to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like we're just so oversaturated with advertisements and buy this and buy that and buy this and this is such a great deal and this is such a great sale that we just it's, we're just over consumed with consumerism you know what I mean right. um, it's just buy 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 not to quote sync, but <laughs> anyway <laughs> bye, bye, bye. <laughs> but you know what I mean so but I think people want they they want that simple life they want it to be because no who wants to spend their time cleaning all the time when you have your free time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or looking so, for something that you know you have but you can't find. Right. So you go buy it again. So you go buy it. And then you have five of them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I do that all the, the time. The amount of times that I've helped someone clean something, and they're like, I have been looking for that for so long that I went. I've already bought bought it twice. Yeah. And so there's this uh, other podcast that I listen to of other professional organizers. I'm trying to, you know, hone my craft. I'm just, you know. I love how enthusiastic you are. Yeah, yeah. That's what, what makes you a good, like, you know, business owner, though. Well, thank you. Um, I was listening to this other podcast, and they kept talking about the word um, STEM, that organizing is, it saves you STEM. So it's, it'll save you space, time, energy, or money. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. So being organized will save you any one of those things, whether it's space because you're getting rid of things you don't need, time because you don't have time to look for things, you know, you know where everything is. It's, you're not wasting your time trying to find things. Your energy, think about it, like if you didn't have to – if you weren't trying to clean or tidy all the time or looking for something, you know, it just takes all of your energy sometimes. And then just living in a stressful household or whatever, right. it just takes your energy. And then money, you're buying things that you already have or that you don't need, you know. So that's what I try to just, like, kind of reiterate to my clients when they want to keep things. And I'm like, you do not need this at all. So, but, I mean, I will never tell a person that they can't keep something. You know what I mean? So Well, how does that look when you're with a client and you're helping them purge? I yeah. can imagine that can be almost like you're a therapist to an extent. A little bit, especially when we're going through, like, like I'll even help people, like, when someone has passed away, like a family member, mm-hmm. I'll help them go through their things. Like, I had a client that she had a storage unit from her parents that um, she had been trying to clean out for years now and just couldn't get herself to do it. So she... She's a friend of a friend of mine, and we've become friends since this because obviously that was like a super bonding experience. experience. You know, I got to learn about her parents and that kind of thing. And um, for me, I just try to stay super neutral with it. Like, even if I'm like, this is trash, I'm like, <laughs> I try to just not show it on my face. And I literally like will just hold up items. So I'll make them go through things. And then as they're going through things, I'm also showing them things. Yes, no, trash, donate, keep, you know. So they're not, kind of like, a thing. fixated on one thing at a time. And actually, Marie Kondo says whenever you're going through sentimental things, it's better to not touch and have someone else show it to you 
that way you can make a more objective um, decision. That's smart. On it. The whole sparks joy thing. Right, yeah, right, like, right. So it's like you know, f- with her, she was going through things, but also like I was like holding things up, like okay, is this something you want to keep? Like, oh, this is, like, one of your dad's, like, old awards, or this is, like, his diploma from something. You know, like, so it's kind of just, you kind of take cues, I guess, from the client, like, whether they want you to be super, super involved or if you kind of, like, have to take a step back sometimes. So it's kind of just, like, reading off their vibes, I guess you could say. And what do you guys do with the stuff that is purged? Do you, like, encourage them to donate or to do garage sales, Poshmark, that kind of thing? Um. Well, I have a lot of clients that want to sell things, which is a great idea, but if you don't really have time to keep up stuff, you're not going to have time to sell things. Right. And the thing is that you have to keep these things somewhere until you have time to sell them. That's what's happening in my bedroom. I have a giant Poshmark bag of everything that's been listed for four months, (laughs) but I'm like, I'm about to just go donate it all because I'm over it. Is it, is no one's buying it? Every now and then, but it's like not worth it enough for me to have to store it still. Like, that's that's the problem. And that's my question. Whenever people say that they want to sell things, I'm like, okay, what's your timeline? Because I'm like, if it's going to take more than a month or so, it's, you're probably not going to get your money back with all the time that you're spending on this or, and the space that you're, mm-hmm. um, you know, storing it in and the energy that it takes to do all these things, right. you know? So, I mean, if, if a client is dead set on selling something, then obviously go for it. You do what you want. But next time I come to your house and I see that pile there, I'm going to ask you about it again. Yeah. <laughs> like, anytime I go to a repeat client's house, I go and check on the spaces that I've already done. So... Not to shame or judge. No, I just want to make sure that it's like working coach. for them. Yeah, like a coach, you're trying to see progress. Yeah, I want to, you know, make sure that what we did is working for them. And if it's not working for them, I want to know why and try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, I, I mean, I encourage to do whatever you want. Do what you want. Oh hey. <laughs> but yeah, brand. I know if you want to sell, that's fine. But I'm gonna kind of not bug you about it, but I'm gonna bug you about it a little bit and ask you a few follow up questions. Like, mm-hmm. how much money do you think you're gonna get for this? Do you think that's really worth your time? and energy like where are we going to put it in the meantime those kinds of things but for me I'm mostly encouraged to donate I love the Purple Cow mm-hmm. I think they're a great organization in town I bring a lot of stuff to them St. Vincent de Paul Here Today Gone Tomorrow Joseph Storehouse those are all great organizations that I bring things to weekly mm-hmm. so um, that's part of my services as well if you don't have time to donate stuff I'll, I'll load up my car and I'll go bring it for you so yeah. So what do you do with the stuff that doesn't get purged that you personally don't think they still need? Where do you decide where to put it? <laughs> well, for me, I do, I question them a lot. And I don't mean it to be like, why are you keeping this? It's not really my question. I always say, what do you use this for? Or what is this for? Because sometimes it's, if it doesn't really have a function or a purpose, and it's not like sentimental, then I'm like, why are, why are we keeping this? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so basically that's part of my job is to figure it out. It's to figure out, okay, where are we going to put all of these things? And so um, for me, it's trying to use what storage you already have. And then if that's not enough, then I might be like, okay, we might need to get a armoire or we might need to, you know, add some shelves here or, you know, mm-hmm. do something like that. So that's kind of part of my job is to figure out where we're going to put things. And so it just kind of depends on the space that we're working in. So how did you decide to name your business South Coast? So I, for a long time, I was just going to do my name. But then for me, I was like, oh, but what if one day I have like all these employees and, you know, I, you know, grow as a business. I wanted it to be something that could be for more than one person. 
So I decided I wanted like a name. And I'm, I'm from the South, I'm from Louisiana, I grew up in New Iberia. Uh, shout out to DeBerry. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I grew up here and I don't really see myself leaving anytime soon. Um, I know I'm probably going to stay in the South for most of my life, but I wanted it to be something that was kind of Louisiana, but not too Louisiana in case I ever move. Mm-hmm. Um, so my original idea was actually Third Coast Organizers. Um, but then I, like, Googled it or whatever, and there were so many other organizations called Third Coast. So I was like, oh, no, we can't do that. And then actually my husband came up with it. It was just kind of a brainstorming session of South Coast organizers. And I know it makes it sound like it's more than one person um, with organizers with an S. And I have a lot of people ask me, like, oh, is it you or in a team? And I'm like, oh, no, it's just me. But, you know, I was in my brain. Know. I was, like, thinking big, like, you know, oh, one day I'll be able to add to my team. So, so yeah. are you willing to travel <clears throat> to other places in the south with that name right now like oh if yeah someone, like, from florida asked you to come do it like so i've actually already done some traveling because okay. i have some friends that live out of state that were like can you come you know do this with me and it was great that it was a friend because i got to like stay with them and visit as well so i've gone all the way to mississippi for a friend um, that lives outside of jackson and i like spent a few days with her um my friend that lives in charlotte north carolina bought me a plane ticket and I That's went nice. and spent the weekend with her. She's like a friend. We've been friends since pre-K. So just us being in the same vicinity was us hanging out. We didn't have to do any, you know, go out or do anything. Um, so we literally hung out for three days and we cleaned her condo for three days. So, yeah, I'm definitely willing to travel. Um, I've done a few things in this little small town called Franklinton. It's right outside of a meet. Like, I'm, so, yeah, I, I'm definitely willing to travel around do you find that it's weird to do this with friends because it's like all their personal belongings or is it more fun it's definitely more fun because I can be more blunt like I don't have to Mm -hmm. like literally I'd be like why are you keeping this shit like (laughs) this is ugly like I can be like that with them so it's actually more fun because like yeah I I I can be way super super blunt with them and like literally I remember this friend I was helping her go through her purses and I hold up this purse, and it was the ugliest purse on earth. And she was like, keep. And I was like, are you sure? Like, <laughs> you know, so with them, it's a little more fun because I can be a little more blunt and mean. Whereas, like, someone that I don't know, I would never do that to. Right. Just because I don't know their personalities yet. Now, once I, like, get to know somebody, I can be like that with them. But, um, yeah. That's so. how I am with photography. I'll be like, <laughs> you have a nub for an arm. Like, <laughs> Suck in your belly, like right. what, if it's a friend, but if it's like right. someone different, I'm like, why don't you tilt your chin to the left? Right. Like, kind of maybe, yeah, angle. you have to be a little bit kind, you know. <laughs> I mean, it is like a service industry, so like yeah. I gotta keep my clients happy. And the majority of my business has come from referrals, so and like word of mouth, so I, I have to keep everybody happy. But I, I do stay true to myself whenever someone wants to keep something that I think is garbage, I'm like. I will ask them questions until I wear them down, <laughs> which sometimes it sometimes it works. Obviously, sometimes it doesn't, and I just have to kind of like let it go at that point. But so, do you take on multiple clients at a time? Mm-hmm. Like, are you doing different places, different people throughout the week, or is it kind of just like one person at a time until you're done? With them? Oh no, I do multiple projects at a time because some people like we finish things in a day. Like, if it's only a closet, that's gonna take me one day. You know, not even a full day, a half a day. You know. Um, but then when I have clients that like want to do the whole house, then yeah, I'm like constantly working with them. So it kind of just depends on what the project is. Um, a lot of projects take usually about two sessions, which could be anywhere from like three to six hours, depending on mm-hmm. how much time you have to dedicate. Um, which usually like the first session is like the purging session where we go through everything and I kind of figure out, you know, what do you want the space to be? How, how are we going to fix this kind of thing? And, um, and then the second session is like more of the like 
actual sorting, organizing, and like styling it, and making it look nice. So, what do you think has been a big transformation? Do you have any clients or experiences in mind that stick out where you felt like you were changing more than just their house? Like it's been helped, like it helped their life or their temperament or like were they depressed and then it helped them or that kind of thing? Actually, my friend that I helped do her parent storage mm-hmm. unit, that was like a huge thing. And I ended up going back to her house and we did some things at her house too. I helped her with her closet. And she like still like messages me. She's like, oh my gosh, I love getting dressed in the morning. Like my closet's so organized. She's like, um, you know, that kind of thing. And, like, after we did the storage unit, she was like, you don't understand, like, how much of a, like, anxiety-inducing thing this was. And she was like, you made it so easy. Like, we finished in two hours. She was like, I've been trying to do this for two years, and we cleaned it out in two hours. She's like, I just can't even believe that, you know? So that kind of stuff, I have, like, chills. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff, it makes yeah. me so happy, like, when clients are just like, oh, I was able to find my red pin. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. And I was able to find this t- this morning. Like, it was, it made my morning so much easier. Like, I've had clients, like, say, like, I've done, organized, like, some bathrooms and things like that. It's like, she was, this one girl, she was like, I got ready in, like, 10 minutes this morning for work. Like, it was great. I could find everything, you know? Well, I so, find it's like watching, like, Queer Eye or any show like yeah. that, where it's like, it's not just about, like, right. the material stuff sometimes. I think it really does, for the person it really it's like a mental transformation almost it really is so one of my like really close friends Mitchell we did his kitchen in his closet and he had been in his house for eight years and he had never really like taken things out of the cabinets and like looked at what was even in there since he had moved in and he messaged me or afterwards he was like messaged me and he said um he was like I feel like my brain is uncluttered like right after doing that he was like I just my my mental state is so different than it was at the beginning that's so true and like another cliche is you know like your surroundings affect your mental state but I think it's 100% agree true and even if it's just like I'm feeling like a little down like that's why I like I have so much crap in my house but I like working at my house because I like all my stuff and it makes me more productive as a creative versus if I was like in a cubicle right with nothing and I think it's so true how like if you just like make your space somewhere that you're happy to be it can change everything it changes your attitude 100% like for sure and I've had, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Inside. <clears throat> I've had people kind of get in touch with me afterwards after doing a project, and they start to do their own projects, like, in other areas of their house, and they'll, like, send me pictures. They're like, look at what I did in this cabinet. And, like, they're so proud. And, like, I love that. That's my favorite thing. Like, sometimes I, I'll post, like, pictures that people will send me of, like, projects that they did just because it, like, makes me excited that once we do one space, it's like you said, like once you get in that groove, you want to just keep going and like mm-hmm. fix everything. Well, <laughs> it's Thursday and on Monday of this week, knowing that you were coming, I had put in my calendar <laughs> clean, like literally instead of cleaning week because I knew yeah. you were coming and I was like, I'll spend that whole week because I need to do it. Yeah. Um, we also scheduled this before I got a dog and right. that kind of threw a wrench in everything. But I, I think it's like almost fun. Maybe we're just nerdy to, to do that. Like be like, this is the week we're doing this. And it's yeah. like, you feel so accomplished when you just like, it really get into is. it. Like it it really does feel so like for me it's just like such a feeling of satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And like that's how I knew that I wanted to do this as like a job. Was because I had never felt that level of satisfaction before when I was teaching. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I did like I obviously was satisfied, but like this was like almost more of like an immediate satisfaction, which This is like your calling. Yes, for sure. And I didn't realize it was a, a skill. Like I didn't realize that everyone couldn't do this. Well, like you said, growing up with mm-hmm. chores and different things, I'm learning that too because, like, my mom was a teacher and we grew up, like, just constantly clean. And we're not clean people. Like, it's right. not like my mom 
had like obsessive compulsive disorder right. or anything. But yeah. we just every weekend, Saturday morning, we're swiffing, we're mopping, right? We're cleaning the baseboards, yeah. We're organizing this, and that was just normal, yeah. And I've, as I've grown up and like had roommates, right, who did not grow up that right. way, <laughs> and a boyfriend who doesn't necessarily right. know how to do anything because his mom always cleaned everything, which is great because he lived in a clean environment, but he didn't. He do didn't the have chores. to do it. Yeah. It's been interesting to see how those people are now and it's just so different because I thought everybody was growing up the same way yeah. and so like you said it's a skill I'm not saying I have the same skill at all but right. I think it is interesting how that has carried over into your career and it is a desirable skill because some people just are hoarders or it's like a it could be like a mental you know illness problem it could be like how they were raised it could just be that they don't know how to do anything because they never had to do it themselves and that's why, like, I, I work with a lot of moms. Like, I feel like moms are the ones that really want their space to be organized, but, like, their kids and their their partners just, like, ruin it. <laughs> like, yeah. I was reading this book, and it was like, the only way to keep your house looking picture perfect at all times is to live alone. Yeah. And so, like... It's true. And it, it was know, it was fine until I got a dog. Right. Yeah, exactly. It, You're not living under alone. control. You have a, you have a, a dog roommate. <laughs> so, like, he's ruining everything. But, mm-hmm. I'm but um, you know, so... For, as, like, parents, you know, you have to, like, if you want your house to look a certain way, like, it's a teachable thing. Like, you have to teach your kids. They're not just going to pick it up. So, um, I've actually worked with some kids in their rooms. Like, I've had moms call me and be like, my daughter's room is a disaster. Like, she has too much stuff. Like, we don't have anywhere to put it. Could you come and, like, help? And so, like, I'll go and actually work with the kid. Well, that sounds like a good marriage of what you used to do as a teacher. Right, exactly. With your passions with exactly. that and what you're doing now. And it is. And honestly, like, a lot of times kids work better with, like, a stranger than mm-hmm. they do with their own parents. Because they don't want to listen. No. And so, for me, like, when I'm working with the uh, child, it's actually super fun because I'm like, they, it's funny when they know exactly what they want and what they like and they don't like. And they're, they'll be like, uh, I want to get rid of this, but, like, my mom's going to make me keep it. And I'm like, well, why? And I'll ask them questions and they're like, oh, well, this was, like, my dress when I was, like, a little girl or whatever, you know. And I'm like, well, mom, okay, we need to put this in, like, a memento box, like, in the attic. Like, this doesn't need to be taking up space in the closet or in the drawers Mm -hmm. or whatever. But, um, yeah, that's probably one of my services I'm going to add is, like, a kid session. Now, it's not a babysitting session. Let's let's be clear. (laughs) Parents still have to be there. An adult, other adult has to be there. Um, But, you know, to, like, work with the kids, so, like, go through their clothes, see what still fits, you know, go through their toys, decide, you know, what toys do they want to keep and what do they want to get rid of and, like, go through their books and things like that. And then, like, show them how they're going to put their toys away and really teach them and, like, put labels. And if they're too young to read, put pictures. Mm -hmm. This is where your dinosaurs go. This is where your, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, I enjoy doing that as well. That seems like, like I said, a really great, marriage of what you were doing because that's like instilling skills into children who maybe aren't ever going to learn that right and it is a teachable thing and I guess for some families if the parents the parents don't have the skills and they won't be able to teach the kid and pass it on so that's why I love working with entire families because I'm like teaching the parents and stuff too but then I can also like teach the kids as well so yeah so did you grow up watching all those shows on HGTV, like Trading Spaces and oh, Hoarders? Oh, my gosh. And garage, Storage Wars. I was obsessed with Trading Spaces. I love Trading Spaces. That was my favorite And, like, the show. OG Queer Eye and, like, What yes. Not to Wear and all those yes. shows where they're, like, Like, makeover shows. Yes, 100%. I was a huge Trading Spaces fan. I'm glad that you brought that up. Because um, I actually wanted to be an interior designer. And that was – I mean, I graduated in 2005. So um, – at that time, I felt like there was a big, like, DIY movement going mm-hmm. on, 
and I didn't really know any interior designers so like I never like saw myself actually doing it and didn't really know anyone that was super successful at it. Mm-hmm. And so when I was like coming to college, I wanted to do that, but then at the same time I was like I felt like it wasn't like a secure business. Mm-hmm. Cuz I was like, well this is something that everyone can just do. Realize not realizing like not everybody has those skills. Right. You know, just as a like naive like small town girl, you know. I was just like, oh, everyone can just like decorate their own houses. No one's going to hire me to do that. But I knew like teaching would be a secure job. Mm-hmm. So like and I Sorry to say, but I knew it was going to be easy. Like, the college portion of it. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I was I was down to just have a good time at LSU, let's, let's be honest. But um, anyway, I, I, I knew that teaching would be a, a secure thing. So I went for that instead of, like, what I deep down knew I really wanted. And now that I'm, like, older and taught, I'm like, God, why did, why did I talk myself out of it, you well, know? I think that's a good thing that you brought up is that it's the same thing with art school and everything else. Like, to me, I'm like anyone can just buy a camera and take pictures like right. why should I major in it like everyone thought I was so stupid for doing that they're right. like you are smarter than that you can go like do something else and right. I'm just like I like doing this but like it does suck because like everyone can take pictures everyone can draw a picture right. and then you realize they no. can't <laughs> and, and then same thing with decorating people love to message me and be like can you decorate my house I'm like no I just would buy all the same stuff that I like for myself but put it in your house exactly but like people like find it so hard and that was the thing with my mom she's a teacher but she's very like fashionable and stylish and mm-hmm. loves to mix and match prints and like she's very crazy like that and like people would always be like I don't know how you just put together such a good outfit and she and I would always talk about like it's easy like you just buy what you like right. and you put it together you but it's put, not a it's skill not. everyone has and it's so weird when you have it because you're just like oh everyone does this right like everyone can go to TJ Maxx and Marshall's and and find cute stuff for their house but no people have messaged no. me being like can you like shop with me and I'm like no I so yeah I don't same thing I, I obviously like decorating yeah as a you know just as a passion I don't know if it's a passion but you know it's mm-hmm. just like a fun thing it's like on a the hobby side. yeah so like when my husband and I bought our house I was like we're buying all new stuff because we had literally had thrift store furniture when we first moved in together neither of us had money we had a couch a bed and a dresser and that was it so we like had to fill up you know fill mm-hmm. up our house so which I had so much fun with because we did like thrift stores mm-hmm. and estate sales and like literally half the some of our art on the wall was found in a dumpster but I get compliments on it they're like oh where'd you get this cool like peacock thing I'm like oh we got it out of a dumpster you know yeah just it was just like fun for the search and so I have people all the time they're like when you go shopping for stuff with your house can like I tag along and you can like I'm like sure like I would yeah. love to do that like, well I'm like no <laughs> oh really <laughs> No. I mean, I'm still thinking about stuff that that's I like. like that's like but, what you do yeah. for your service. But that's the same thing. Like, I have a mirror in my bedroom that was, like, found in the dumpster that we just, like, repainted. And, yeah. like, my TV stand my brother and I built because we couldn't find one that fit. And then I right. decoupaged it. All this stuff to me is, like, duh. Like, yeah. It duh, just seems just so, do like, it. And it's fun. And it's not that big of a deal. And people will be like, you're so creative. And I'm like, everyone's creative. Right. And apparently, no, they're not. No, they're not. Like, <laughs> and I didn't know that. And that's the thing. Um, when I was, like, trying to figure out what I was going to do next after I decided I didn't want to teach anymore, I was like, I kept reading about, like, figure out what your marketable skills are mm-hmm. and to just, like, go for it and figure out how to get paid for it is basically right. what it is. But you don't always realize that those were skills. You just think that it's, like, Something that everyone sense. can do. Right. And so I'm lucky to have, like, a lot of great friends that were, like, you should do this. Like, this is a thing. Like, organizing, you could charge people for this. Like, mm-hmm. this is a something that you're good at. And um, so I'm really lucky to have, like, a good support system you know people yeah. that are really encouraging and inspiring and literally help me with everything anytime I'm about to do a blog post I send it to my friend Rachel and she reads it my friend Maggie helped me with my website like mm-hmm. my husband has a take, helps me take pictures you know stuff like that so 
you just have to have like a community of people that are your support system that are going to be there and help you out whenever you need something. Well, that and I think mm-hmm. once you do it once for money, that solidifies that you are legit. Right. Like, even if you don't feel like you are, I feel like people are like, well, I'm just doing it aside. It's not real. I'm like, well, are you getting paid for it? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, well, then you're doing it because people are giving you money that they worked hard for right. to do a service to help them with whatever their problem is. And that's real. <laughs> like, and that was the thing is when I like first decided, okay, I'm like going for it, going to do this as my side hustle. I was going to like do it for free because I was like, oh, I need experience. I need experience. My friend was like, you do not need experience. You know what you're doing. Just go in there. Act like you know what you're doing and charge them. She was like, do not do it for free. Do not unless you're getting something in return. Mm -hmm. And so that for me, I was like, I was like, oh, my God, who's going to pay? Like like you said, like with photography, like who's going to pay me to do this? And then it ended up like, you know, working out. And I'm like, okay, I am good at this. Like I do know what I'm doing. So you have to just like be confident. Oh, yeah. And like fake it till you make it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember in my episode with Matt Dawson, graphic designer, he said, make shit until you make it, instead of fake it until you make it, because it's, like, the same oh, thing. It's, like, yeah, you just, I like, that one. just do it, and people will see what you have done and right. be, like, I want that, too. So whether right. or not someone's hired you for it, just do it. Like, do if, it. if you want to be a good example, like, organize your own house and take a picture of it and, and post pictures. it. You know, exactly. or, like, write your own blog post. You have to make your own content. Right. If you feel like you're just going to come out of the gate and be, like, all right, I have a business come hire me like right. and you have nothing like just make it until you make it I did listen to that episode and I did get some ideas from that as well so he was, that was a good one yeah I um kind of forget what I talk about with all these people until I'm like in a podcast and right, I'm like and oh yeah that was episode such and such with Matt Dawson <laughs> yeah um yeah well so where can everyone find your services to learn how to hire you see your blogs all that so I have a website. It's www.socoorganizers.com. So it's S-O-C-O organizers with an S dot com. I have some things up there. Um, you can kind of see my services and get in touch with me on there. Or um, I do have a Facebook page as well, South Coast Organizers. You can follow. And I usually post, you know, before and after photos. Yeah, I love seeing I share those. articles and, you know, just things that are, that are going on. And then um, I'm on Instagram. My Instagram handle is so long. But um, it's Sarah, S-A-R-A-L, West, underscore, SoCo Organizers. You got to make it happen. I know. It's all fun. The thing is that when people type in Sarah L. West, usually it pops up. So, like, it's not too, too long. But people are like, God, your Instagram handle is so long. I'm like, I know. I don't know how to fix it. Instagram (laughs) handles are such a thing. Like, I have, like, a distant relative also named Jordan Heffler and for the longest time he had the handle at Jordan Heffler so oh, I'd wow. have Jordan.Heffler forever but everything yeah. else was at Jordan Heffler and it was right. this whole thing and then one day I looked and searched it and he had changed it so I was like yes. jumping on it so then I had to like make a whole new the Instagram thing's a whole thing and then I just made an Instagram for my dog and I you know how that. many beagles named Ringo there are out there, out there? Oh, and I didn't bunch. know I, oh. I just wanted to be like Ringo the Beagle yeah. no it doesn't doesn't work for me. Well, so. so it was my personal <laughs> it was my personal account and I just changed it to a business one. Mm-hmm. So if you know, I just like went ahead and just changed it because I think it was still like Sarah Landry, which is my main name. I've been married for like five years, so I'd still never even change that. Well, I like, like seeing your photos with your mullet. Oh at your yes. mullet toss. Okay, so yeah, if you follow my Instagram, you'll see business stuff, but then you'll also see like my ridiculousness as well. I, I like it though. Like to have a good time. Yeah, mullet toss is one of my favorite activities of the year. Um, <laughs> Mardi Gras as well. I'm usually in a lot of costumes, so I love it. Um, I like to have fun, and that's the thing is like people are like, "Uh, we're gonna clean, blah, blah blah." I'm like, "No, like let's make it fun. Let's put on some music." I have people that are like, "You want to drink?" I'm like, "Sure, let's have some champagne." 
and you know drink and clean like I want it to feel like a friend's coming over to just like hang out and clean your stuff so. yeah because if that's done for you it'll rub off for everybody else yeah for sure and I always have a great time going through other people's stuff so. <laughs> <laughs> I love it well thank you so much for coming on Sarah you're welcome Hey, y'all, thanks so much for listening to Do What You Want Radio. As always, you can find all the tools and links that are referenced in this week's episode at dowhatyouwantradio.com in the show notes. If listening to this podcast has brought you any value at all, please take a moment to go subscribe, rate, and review Do What You Want Radio so that I can continue to reach creatives just like you and me. Doing this podcast is a lot of fun, but it takes a lot of work as well, and I do it all by myself. So I really appreciate those of you who keep listening week after week. You've already dedicated a lot of your time to listening to my voice, talking too fast probably, but if you're not tired of me yet, you can keep up with me, my photography work, and the creative services, products, and workshops I offer at jordanheffler.com and at jordanheffler on Instagram. If you want to be hardcore informed, subscribe to my weekly newsletter to get a free branding worksheet, as well as weekly tips and promotional offers for my digital products and merchandise like Lightroom presets, Instagram overlays, t-shirts, hats, and everything else you didn't know you needed. You can sign up at jordanheffler.com slash subscribe. Thanks again for tuning in to Do What You Want Radio. I just want to let you know that you're probably doing a great job and you probably deserve a beer. So go get one. See you next week.